0: Welcome to Contracting Conversations. My name is Scott Williams. I'm joined with my partner here, Jim Valley. Today, we have the pleasure of talking again with Rhonda Moss from our Mid-Atlantic region. Uh, Just as a reminder, Rhonda is a professor of software engineering and an agile coach, also
1: DAU's lead for AI research. Welcome back, Rhonda. Thank you, Scott and Jim. Good to be here. Great. Hey, today we're going to be talking about what's going on in the DoD with AI. And to get us started, the first question I'm going to ask you, Rhonda, is what's DoD's mandate to accelerate the adoption of AI technologies? Ooh, that's a good one. You know, in 2018, when our first AI strategy came out, the strategists predicted that AI would eventually positively impact every function of the DoD, right? So this is really modern technology. And in the, in the fourth industrial revolution where we are now, the world is changing so quickly. And our strategic competitors have very ambitious goals for AI. AI is accessible to the smallest countries in the world, as well as the largest. It's equally accessible and therefore, the U.S. and DOD have to stay on par or ahead. We must do the same in order to use that modern tech to help us make better decisions faster, increase the efficiency of our business operations, make our warfighting capabilities better, and you know, arm people who are commanding those efforts with the most effective info. So therefore, we really needed to kind of double down on our efforts. We're one of the largest organizations in the world, sometimes implementing new technology and DOD is a little bit like turning around a ship. So our leadership and Congress issued essentially mandates for us to accelerate the adoption of AI. And now we've been doing that with the former Jake, the Joint AI Center, and now the CDAO for uh, four years now, close to four years.
0: Well, that sounds great, Rhonda. So how is DoD organizing itself to implement AI?
1: Um, You know what? We've done it a couple of ways, right? So you never get these things right on the first try. And I think initially Congress told us to set up an agency, call it the Joint AI Center, and run everything we're doing with AI through them. And that worked for a while. We made good progress, but they didn't have uh, uh, oversight over data. And they didn't have oversight over some of the other digital projects we had going on in DOD. So last year, we sunset the Jake and we said, let's merge everything that Jake is doing and everything that Defense Digital Services, the DDS was doing and everything our data folks, the chief data office was doing all into one office aligned to the CIO. And it's called the CDAO, chief digital and AI officer. Uh, The reason they aligned it all is because you really can't have AI without data. And so if we don't clean up our data and make our data accessible, I call it getting our data act together, uh, we're never going to make solid progress with AI at the pace that we want to. So the real goal with CDAO is to create a solid foundation for all of those areas and be able to create repeatable processes for the workforce to be able to implement AI.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, Rhonda, with that, um, as a
1: follow on it, how do we define our new
0: AI and data workforce?
1: That's an interesting one, too. So, we just recently got guidance on that. And the place that our human capital teams and our CIO teams have defi- have decided to put those roles to define them and the skills related to AI and data positions is within the cyber realm. And, you know, it kind of makes sense. Some people are a little shocked. Because they see cybersecurity as its own career field, but cybersecurity is really security for software and the hardware it runs on, right? AI is software and the hardware it runs on. Software is software and all of it requires data. So all of these digital roles related to AI, data, cybersecurity, and software engineering have now been embedded within a new thing we call the cyber workforce plan, right? And the cyber workforce plan has been out for a little while. But very recently, they added roles for software engineering, artificial intelligence, and data professionals. Um, to support that, they built out this awesome tool. The CIO team did a great job on it. It's called the DOD Cyber Workforce Framework Tool, or you'll hear people call it the DCWF Tool. And so whether uh, we need to define these roles in a contract for a vendor Um, or we're building out our own AI teams, this tool is very comprehensive. It has everything you need to understand the key roles related to AI and data. And for each role, we have all of the knowledge and skills defined for each of those roles. And I'll give you an example. A new role we have is called AI Adoption Specialist. And one of the many things that role should be able to do is Ensure that AI design and development activities are properly documented and updated. So, these are things I think are useful for the contracting community as well, because we want to ensure our vendors have quality AI people. We're going to be paying top dollar uh, for AI products and services from them, and we would like to ensure that their AI folks are qualified, adequately qualified. And so, this cyber workforce framework tool is fantastic from a contracting perspective, as well as for program owners who will be building out AI teams.
0: That's fantastic, Rhonda. And we'll make sure we put that tool down in the link in our episode resources section in the description of this podcast. So thank you.
1: Oh, great idea.
0: All right, Rhonda, we had talked about responsible AI in a previous podcast. So I know we want to go a little more detail uh, and probably have a, a podcast just on responsible AI. So what can you tell us about that?
1: So we should at least, you know, we're talking about what's going on with AI and DOD. We have to talk about responsible AI or we call it RAI and kind of what it means for acquisition. So, RAI, if you haven't heard of it, Google DoD Responsible AI and you'll find the policies and guidelines that are associated with it. But I like to say RAI is really everything. Sort of like um, if you watch The Mandalorian, this is the way. RAI is the way we will do AI and DoD. It's almost like if we never said AI again and we always said RAI, Responsible AI, it would accurately describe just how important and all-encompassing this paradigm of our AI is for DOD in order for us to implement AI responsibly. Um, and the, the genesis of it in 2018, uh, DOD was, I believe, the first military organization in the world to commit to ethics around artificial intelligence. So we have all kinds of ethics in DOD, but we have a special set of ethics for AI. And those five principles are responsible, equitable, Traceable, reliable, and governable. And some of those kind of sound like illities, right? And they are in a way, but these are things that we'd never really had to fully consider as we were rolling out software and IT and data in the past. And going forward, though, we will have to um, put an RAI wrapper, a holistic wrapper around all of our AI projects and every step of the way throughout the project lifecycle for an AI product. We will be ensuring that our AI principles and practices are implemented for the product.
0: Okay, great. Thanks, Rhonda. So, I know you just did a top-level view of responsible AI. So, what are you thinking on our podcast? Should we do an episode just on our AI?
1: I do. You know, CDAO has just come out with some really helpful guidance called the RAI Toolkit. And in terms of what contracting professionals need to know for RAI, um, this is something that the entire program team should be operating within and also our vendors. So when we're writing contracts, we need to make sure that our vendors are also adhering to policies related to RAI and and statutes as well, I assume will come soon. Um, and, And also that they are aligned with DoD values when they're creating AI, and I'll just give you one example. Right, we can't have AI kind of doing things in software that we buy that we can't understand. And so, one of the highest level things contracting folks will want to do in in writing contracts for AI enabled systems is to make sure that the vendor has aligned their company practices with the same RAI values we have, and that they can demonstrate their policies and how they're doing that in their software. Otherwise, we pretty much don't want to talk to them. So it's really important that we lead first and there's not a more important area to to talk to first uh, other than contracting and our program management teams.
0: Before we let you go, Rhonda, and end this episode, is there anything else that you want to add before we do that?
1: No, I think that's a good start. We'll put the tools and the policies uh, in the resources. And then I think let's have another episode and get into responsible AI a little bit deeper.
0: Okay, fantastic. And we definitely have a lot of episodes that we're recording with you going into the future here. And we're looking forward to having you back. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, so everyone out there, this is going to be a long-term series on AI. It's it touches the contracting workforce, but definitely the series can help anybody in any of the functionals to understand where contracting plays in it, and also contracting understand the whole picture uh, to be able to do a better job in the acquisition process and uh, understand AI is a big part of that. So, thank you for uh, listening today. So, if this is your first time, or you've been with us for a long time. Please, if you could subscribe to Contracting Conversations at Dau Media, or YouTube, or Apple Podcasts. If you like the videos, please like them. That really helps the algorithms so they know who likes these and who might like them and who hasn't even seen contracting conversations. So if you could do that and also put comments in there and tell us what you'd like to know about AI. There's something that is really bugging you and you want to know about it, please tell us so Rhonda or a guest speaker uh, with Rhonda can come on board and talk about it. So thank you, and we're looking forward to having future contracting conversations with you.